0: Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine.
1: Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show is made possible by a generous grant that we received, so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in Christian Living Magazine. This week, I'm joined by my co-host Steve Bertel. Hey, Steve. Thanks hey, for joining how's it going? Good, good. It's good. How are you?
2: Good, good. That's yes, good. Uh, you you survived the snow that we had. Yeah. A little bit this morning, and
1: it was it was worse over here. You know, yeah. I come from Canyon County, and it was worse as I came over. Yeah. So it was like, wow, what happened here? When we lived in Cuna, we always called it the Columbia Effect because either we'd have nothing as we went out, and then over we'd cross Columbia and then it'd get really bad, or we'd have nothing in Cuna and we'd cross Columbia and it'd be really bad. It's like crazy. So I don't know what the I don't know what the Canyon County Effect. is. So hopefully is.
2: we'll have a white Christmas.
1: That would be sweet. Yeah. I would love it. So we're pleased to have my friend Paula Bartholmes with Idaho Cobbs or Idaho Community Outreach Behavioral Services, also known for being statewide anti-trafficking services, join us today. Paula, thank you so much. How are you?
3: Oh, I'm great. And thank you for the opportunity to come and visit with you again. It's always a pleasure to see you, Sandy. This
1: is this is like your anniversary show. You were here a year ago. Yes,
3: we were, yes.
1: I love it. And we, we chatted about Idaho COBS and how you combat human trafficking. And thank you so much for doing that.
3: Oh, my pleasure.
2: So Paula, we're gonna be talking obviously yes. about human trafficking. For people, for, for our listeners who may not be familiar with it, I guess give us a definition of what human trafficking is and why is it so prevalent? around the country.
3: Okay, absolutely. So human trafficking, most people don't even understand what it looks like. Historically, it's been looked at as prostitution. And unfortunately, we know that 99% of the um, arena of prostitution is actually sex trafficking, human trafficking. What we see here in our area in Idaho is familial trafficking. And so what it is is somebody is actually benefiting, whether it's financial, food, housing, whatever that looks like, from somebody else's sexual acts.
2: Back in the the early 80s, and I'm dating myself here, but back in the early 80s, I was a a news reporter and I did a kind of a deep dive investigative report into vice activity and prostitution in the Boise area at that time. And a number of the detectives that I interviewed for that report um, consistently told me that that Boise is kind of the hub of the, the wheel, kind of in the center of the wheel, because when you look... Look at the northwest geographically. You've got Billings, Salt Lake, Winnemucca, Reno, Portland, Seattle, Coeur d'Alene That kind of form a circle around Boise. Mm-hmm. And again, this was this was in the early '80s, but uh, uh, trafficking was even was very prevalent even then because you had a lot of massage parlors and so-called health spas, you know, bathhouses, et cetera, in Boise. And there wasn't that much of a regulation as far as city ordinance. So what's the picture look like today? Is it that Mm. same hub of the wheel picture? So.
3: It really is, but it's kind of expanded out a little bit more. Um, people don't think that it's happening here in Boise because it's so hidden. Another one of the reasons is because most of the trafficking that's happening here in our Treasure Valley is uh, familial. So there are native people that are act- that actually live here. You know, they're of all ethnicities, so they're not necessarily brought in from other areas. We do have the trafficking belt, the I eighty four, where some girls are brought through and gone from Washington, here, Montana, Oregon, and Nevada. Um, but for the most part it's all right here we do still see a lot of massage parlors they don't like to be called massage parlors but because of the lack of uh, legal jurisdiction over them they open up quite frequently and it's very difficult i do know here in the treasure valley they've actually had three busts on massage parlors in the past two years unfortunately they've not been able to really um, uh, do any kind of judicial issues with them yeah Yeah. they're kind of just let go because they can't find the stuff yeah
1: So you use the term familial, okay? and this is something you and I have talked about, and this is heartbreaking because you really mean that literally. It's it's family.
3: Yeah, absolutely. In Idaho right now, 85% of the trafficking is familial. So familial is we're selling our own children, we're selling our own grandchildren, our own sibling sets, our own boyfriend, girlfriends, and actually we've even had a few um, husband and wife. I've had wives that I've treated that um, have actually been sold by their husbands. Here is, in our area,
1: that is so sad, and, and and because we are such a safe area, we we are kind of naive to that, and that's why I asked that. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you suspect that's what's going on, it's mm-hmm. it's probably a good thing to to say something.
3: Absolutely, we've been doing this for about eight years, and we still have people that approach us and go, "In the Treasure Valley, is there really trafficking in the Treasure Valley?" Yeah. Yeah. So remind us about
1: Idaho Cobbs and the work that you and your team do for these gals and and guys, because it's not just gals that get trafficked.
3: Oh, absolutely. In fact, the male population is starting to surface more. Not that it's just increased. It's always been about 50-50. However, we know that men don't report, just like they don't report for sexual abuse, domestic violence. So It's kind of a a macho thing, Um, but it is coming up to the surface, and it's actually happening a lot with our adolescent boys. But what we do at Cobbs is we have been... nonprofit for about eight years, and we provide education and awareness. We do a ton of training through the state, law enforcement, um, different entities. We actually locked arms with Idaho State Police and Homeland Security about a year and a half ago and started Idaho's first um, task force. And so we have a full functioning task force with multiple law enforcement entities. We opened a year ago, we opened um, Idaho's first safe house for victims of trafficking. And we've served 18 women in the last 12 months in that house. That is amazing. Yeah. We have a trauma drop-in center where women who are currently working can come at any time get food, you know, clothing, personal hygienes, or just some extra love.
1: And and I yeah. understand that that's going very well. But what can what can yes. you tell us about how that is going? 18 women in a year yes. that's an outstanding number. I mean, it's yes. scary. How big that number is.
3: It's amazing. And it's a safe house. And Idaho doesn't know what to do with a safe house. They don't understand the, you know, the rules and the regulations and people don't know. In fact, to date, there's only six law enforcement in the whole state that even know where it's at and that have been there because it's a safe house. These women that are trafficked on the street and in hotels and in their homes, this is a place where they can sleep, they can eat, they cannot worry about somebody knocking on the door to buy sex from them. And they're protected. They start. We start right away with trauma care. They go to groups, they get to eat, because one of the things in trafficking is food restriction. So if they don't meet their quota, or they're doing what they're not supposed to be doing, they don't get food for days and days. And so that's one of the things that we allow them to do is have whatever food they want. I'm sitting here
1: stunned. I'm sorry, that's probably not good on the radio. You can't see my face. I'm sitting here stunned. I I did not know about the food. So that's that's interesting. So one of the things that we talked about last year was that, because I had been visiting with a member of your staff and they had told me that if you'd had the finances and everything, you could open three halfway houses and fill them. And the good news is is that you are ready to open your second.
3: We are. Yes, we are. In fact, we have three women right now in our house. We have three more ready to go in in the next five days that are just ready. And we have to have, they have to do medical checks and different things like that. But we're ready for that second level. We're ready for a long-term house. The house we have right now is a transitional home. So we like to keep them there about 120 days to get clean, to get to sleep, to eat, to start that process of wanting to do something different. However, unfortunately, because we've not had a second home, we've had to keep them longer, which we would never kick them out. Um, but now we're ready for that second two-year process. And they're so excited. That's awesome.
1: So you use the phrase get clean. So for our listeners who don't understand what that means, it's not a long shower. Yeah, no,
3: absolutely. In some situations, it is a shower. um, But it is a 99% of our victims are um, have addiction of some sort, because out there on the street and in the hotels, to be able to serve the population they have to, they use substance. It's not always voluntary. They're usually um, it's usually forced on them through IV use through IV drug use. And so they have to clean up and they have to start their process.
2: Now, I know you work with a number of of law enforcement agencies uh, here in in Boise and in the Treasure Valley. Uh, Tell us about that relationship, first of all, and how it relates to... Uh, hotels and motels in the area.
3: Okay, great. So here in Idaho, it's taken a long time for law enforcement of all different levels to understand that that they really need to rely on the NGO, which we're a non governmental organization, because we're that we're that gap. We fill that gap. We're not law enforcement, and we know that these women and men and boys and girls have had such issues with law enforcement because of their the job that they're doing. And so we come in and we partner with them, and we actually I'm usually their first contact and i just love them get to know them let them know that i'm not law enforcement and then at that point law enforcement's able to get all the information that they need to at least start to look and try to get a hold of this these traffickers um i have a great relationship with most of them a lot of the detectives they will i will go into the jail first the adult jail and the the detention center and then i gather some information build that rapport and then bring them in
2: now as far as the the hotel and motel managers being trained what to look for, you know, any suspicious activity in any of the the rooms of their of their facilities. But what can the average person do? Let's say, you know, I don't know, you're you're in the airport lobby, you know, and you notice what appears to be somebody being trafficked. Uh what can the average person do or what should they look for first of all? And then um how can they what do they safely need to do to help that person?
3: Yeah, so that's a great question. It's really hard to, to, we don't have enough time to lay out all the things that they need to look for, but they really need to look for um, the relationship between the two per- the two people. A lot of times you're gonna see an older male with a younger girl. A lot of times you're gonna see some inappropriate behavior. Again, it could just be a, some kind of a sexual assault, but it could be trafficking. Right. So that that's so prevalent right now. And what people should do is they should find a security officer. They should find a management person of management. Don't ever approach that situation yourself. That is very dangerous and could put both them and the victim in danger, in further danger. But definitely report it. Let yeah. somebody know, non, non-emergency non phone number for the law enforcement, because as we train law enforcement, they're starting to really pick up more and more and more, and we've got more and more street patrols that'll call me and say, hey, Paula, there's really a thing I had, to, I did the street stop, and there's something that's just not quite right. And then we step in and do the interview. Okay, That's cool.
1: So this is Sandy Jones with Christian Living Spotlight, and I'm here today with my co-host Steve Bertel and um, and Paula Bartholmes with Idaho Cops, and we're talking about human trafficking today. Um I want to I want to kind of go back a little bit. We were talking about opening your second um halfway house, your safe house. I call it a halfway house, that's probably safe house is better. Um yes. so um you're still looking for the perfect home. So what are you looking for? Yes. What can you share with us? Because I know you can't share everything, but what are you, what are you looking for?
3: Right. Yeah. And I, I can't share location, but we're looking for a house big enough, um, probably four or five bedrooms that these women can get into and start to just grow their their self. They can start getting their children back because right now in our transitional home, we can't have children in there. We can have infants, but not children over one because of liability. And we just need something stable. Unfortunately, with our current market we can't find a house that we can afford to lease because we don't have government funding because if we had governmental funding we would have to uh, regulate who goes into this home and right now we don't have any regulations we want to pull anybody in that can so we're looking for a place that we can rent long term that's big enough to yeah to suffice
1: four four to five four to five
3: bedrooms in the treasure
1: valley yeah. So, folks, if you if you own this perfect dream home and have a heart of service, um, reach out to Idolcoms. That would be way cool.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We're looking for something under twenty five hundred a month. And I know that's almost next to impossible now in the Treasure Valley because of the, the donations and the funding.
1: So recently I contacted you um, about your upcoming home. Um, and I was surprised when you share because because you're getting ready to open this and and through our life insurance company, they they write grants, and so we we had a grant that we wanted to use to help. And I expected um, sheets, I expected pots and pans, all this stuff. I was stunned. <laughs> um, I'm I'm a little naive sometimes, and it shocks me when I when it kind of jumps up in my face and goes, "You didn't think about this." But your response was, "We need laundry detergent pods." and toilet paper.
3: Yes, we absolutely go through laundry detergent and toilet paper in this house with women. They, um, they've they never had really the opportunity to do their own laundry or to even have laundry to do. Usually when we recover these women, they have a backpack and that's it. That's everything that they own is there. And so what we do is we make sure that we get them clothing that they get to pick out that they want to wear. Um, and then they want to do the laundry and do the laundry and do sheets and do towels, things that they hadn't really done before. And toilet paper.
1: So, what are some of the other things on your needs list?
3: Okay, so what we like to do is we like to um, make sure that we have gift cards, like McDonald's gift cards, um, just some out to eat when we go when they go to their appointments because they have a lot of appointments. We have women that are changing their identities, and so we have women that need a lot of medical care. We have dental dental issues, and so they're out in the community a lot, and it's nice for them to be able to go out to a restaurant and eat because they don't do that. They don't get to do that. Um, we do lots of just food items. Yeah, just so many different crafts. We like to teach them crafts in the house, which they really like to do. We've actually recently went and got them all material. So this weekend, we're go- they're going to tie quilts for all their children. All the women that we usually get have lost their children to the system because of the lifestyle. And so part of what we do is we help them reunite.
1: Yeah, and quilts. What a cool thing! Yeah, they're cool going to do idea. little tie
3: quilts tomorrow. Well, that's what we're going to be doing for two days.
1: And the, and the tie quilts are easy. It's, yeah. it's funny because I've I've done a number of those, and people say, "Oh, I don't sew. I can't do those." And it's like you don't have to sew. <laughs> that's the nice part about those. And they're so warm and they're so soft.
2: You're you're certainly an advocate of of sex trafficking yes. victims and and helping victims. I guess wh- why do you do what you do?
3: Oh, good question. Um, well, I think I was—I didn't choose to do this. I think God chose this for me. Um, I'm a trauma therapist, and I owned and operated a community mental health agency for years. And there was something that was happening with these therapists. We would—everybody was reporting back that there was some kind of sexual deviance happening in Idaho. I didn't really know about. Domestic trafficking, I always thought trafficking was in the Asian countries and and overseas. And so once I started looking at it further and communicating with a couple other entities around town, I was introduced to domestic trafficking. And then from there, God's like, this is it, Paula, this is where you go. Didn't know anything about it. And that was eight, nine years ago. And so,
1: yeah. And you are so passionate about it.
3: There are girls, we love them. We meet them where they are, even if they're not ready to get out of the life or the game is what it's called. They know that they can contact me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or my team, and we'll feed them, clothe them, or just love them and sit there with them. And we've we've prayed with them. Another reason that we're careful about governmental funding, because we pray with these girls. We take them to church every Sunday. If they want to go, nothing's forced. But if they want a Bible, we get them a Bible. One of them's got this new thing about Joyce Myers, and she loves Joyce Myers. So we provide her anything we can, because that connection with God is life-changing, as we know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It really, it really, really is. So anything else? We have we have just a few minutes remaining here. Anything else that you feel um, helps in the education of our listeners or things that we need to know? The holidays are a really big time. Um, we are a week from Christmas, and, you know, we're busy, but there are things that maybe we should be on the lookout for or things that we need to know as we travel through these days and weeks ahead
3: yeah i one of the things that we're really focusing a lot on is the minor sex trafficking and right now these kids are living in their own homes and they're still being trafficked through their schools through their their different things so we just need to be aware look out for something that's happening if it doesn't look right it's probably not right and just love them I just love them. I I just love them.
1: I love that. I have a a friend who retired from his law practice, moved to a very poor school district in Oregon, and he is teaching. And some of the stories he tells about some of these kids, you know, and and he doesn't work with traffic. Well, we're hoping that none of his students are traffic victims. But one of the things that you and I have talked about over the years is um, because it is so often Mm familial-based, that these young people, these whatever aged men and women come to you, they did not have a happy, whole, healthy lifestyle to begin with.
3: Right. 98% have had abuse, neglect in their past, which is is why we're really trying to get into more schools. And we have been going into schools. And we are shocked at the kids in the schools and the high schools that are acknowledging they know about trafficking and they're either connected to it or they know a friend that's been trafficked by their parents.
1: That's, you know... that's, that was new to me last year when I learned that parents and spouses, yes. and that devastated me because the two people, you know, the two groups of people that you should be able to trust, the absolute most. And you know, people need to understand too. Um, one of the very first traffic victims that I was um, privileged to know a little bit about, um, they, they got this gal rescued. Got her back on her feet, put her back in her family home. And although it was not a familial base, the trafficker came and knocked on the door Mm -hmm. and informed the parents, "This, that's not your child anymore. That's our property. We own that person. It's a way different mindset than anything than the average person really can even wrap their head around.
3: Exactly. You know, we see that a lot in our home when the women are when we bring them into the home and and not everybody's a good fit for our home. But those that do, it takes them that transitional time to understand that this trafficker really didn't love them, even though they know they're getting out of it. It's just such a trauma, complex trauma that they it takes them a while. And then that light bulb comes on. And they're like, they didn't love me. I was their money. I'm their money maker. So it's interesting that 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 whole concept and that it takes all of us to understand that it's it's about the money. It's billions of dollars.
2: What's the what's quickly because we only have yeah. a few minutes left. What's the most memorable success story that you've seen in your work?
3: Um, the most the we had a about a almost a year ago we had a baby that was born in a trap house and survived. That there were buyers there to buy this baby. And the baby ended up in care and was saved. And for me, that was God there saying, today's not the day. She she had some medical issues and had to go to the hospital. But, the, but they didn't have to take the baby to the hospital. And, and for whatever reason they did, that for me reiterated that God is here. And this is what we're supposed to do. And that baby was given another chance.
1: That's, you know, and these are the things that we don't think about. And sometimes that lifestyle, this is something you and I recently talked about, Paula, is that sometimes that lifestyle is so comfortable that it takes more than one time through the safe house before they feel safe enough to venture into that new uncharted territory.
3: Oh, absolutely. Some of these 18 women that we've served are back out in the life. And we still serve them. You know, we still give them counseling if they want it, food, everything. But they know that we've planted that seed of love. That's all we can do. You
1: have a very, very special group. Your team, your staff is just phenomenal. I know some of them. I don't know all of them anymore. You've grown so much. I I don't know as many as I used to. But what... A heart God has given you. And I, this is a gifting that God has given each member of your, yes. your of your team. A
3: hundred percent. Thank you so much, Sandy. So
1: where can people learn more about Idaho COBS or to reach you? Should sure. they want to help you or should they need help?
3: Yeah, so reachoutidahocobs.org is our webpage. Um, we have a Venmo account. We have, you know, you can reach out to me at that. We have a crisis number. Um, please free, feel free to contact me at any time. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, yes. we're available.
2: And the crisis number is
3: 208-803-1695. And I do want to say really fast that we have partnered with Jackson's and they have we've made um crisis phone crisis cards and they've put them in all of their female restrooms in the west, all the western states. And so they're on the um paper towel dispensers. That So we awesome. are getting phone calls from women that are going in and have their phone in doing it. Yeah.
1: That that's awesome. Good yeah. good on them. Yeah. <laughs> and you can pick up Christian Living Magazine there. Yes. Our time has flown by. Steve and Paula, thank you so much, both of you, for joining me today. You
2: bet. Thank you. Uh, thank
1: we'll you have, so we'll much. We'll have to do this again. <laughs> um, we are at the end of our time. Folks, we thank you for joining us, and we thank you for those of you who have reached out with kind words of encouragement for us. It does mean a great deal to us here at Christian Living Ministries. We invite you back next week, and I know I say this, every week. But we have another special guest in store for you. Next week will be Christmas Day, and we have a very special Christmas episode. I hope you'll tune in and join us. Until next time, God bless.
0: This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout the Treasure and Magic Valleys and in Central Idaho through McCall. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867 Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.